Episode 9, Choose Love Over Fear. Hello, my name is Angela. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a wife, I am a mother of four, and I am a stepmother of three. I was married for 14 years when I began to learn the secrets my now ex-husband had been keeping from me, all starting with his affair. My world, my identity, my worth were all in question. I didn't know or trust anything. But through that tragedy, something amazing happened. I found myself and I began to learn how to truly love the person I saw in the mirror. It's not a destination. It's a journey. However, now I can honestly say that I am a beautiful, strong, intelligent, and brave daughter of God. I am a trauma survivor and thriver, as well as a certified life coach. I want to share my story, as well as my experiences and what I've learned, to bring others hope, healing, and help. So come with me, and together we can find courage in betrayal. It may seem strange at first when talking about betrayal to have an episode about love, because I believe that's what I was doing. I chose to try and love after the worst thing imaginable happened to me. I chose my family and to love even after my heart was ripped apart. I chose forgiveness and love when my husband continued to sleep with another woman. I am not the one that needed to love more, or so I thought. Because was I really choosing love, or was something else driving my actions? So often we think and believe we did something because of love. But if we really are honest with ourselves, we probably would find another motivator. When I could finally be honest with myself, the truth was, I didn't do it because I loved him, but because I was afraid to lose him. I was afraid of not being wanted or chosen. I was afraid I wasn't going to be loved. Fear was actually steering more of my thoughts and actions than I ever knew or understood. And that is what I want to talk about today. The truth is to show up with love and no other motivator is one of the hardest things to do, period. But it's even harder after you have been hurt. The natural thing for all of us is when we are hurt, we want others to feel the hurt that we do, especially those that caused our pain. It feels like the only fair thing to hurt them because they hurt us. I don't want to speak for you because I can only speak for myself, but I have never known such anger and hate until betrayal. I have never wanted anything bad to happen to anyone until betrayal. I have never been so uncertain and so afraid until betrayal. I cannot express or adequately explain how painful and awful betrayal is. I had so many unanswered questions, so many things I didn't know if they were real or not. I wasn't sure about anything except the pain. Pain was all I knew and all I felt. And now I'm being asked to love more? Are you kidding me? I had every right to be angry, to hate, to curse, and to be bitter. Some of my thoughts went something like this. If this is going to get better, he better step up and love me. 
I get to hate for as long as I want. Although I did have every right to feel that way. That thought was not true, and it only kept me stuck in pain longer. In a previous episode, I talked about fears and the thoughts and lies that are behind them. In that episode, I talked about how to face your fears and work through them. But today, I want to talk about what is leading or controlling you. Are you being led by love or is fear really in control? The reason I felt so angry, felt so much hate and disdain was because I was afraid of what was next. Nothing was certain or reliable anymore. I didn't know where or what to turn to, and that was terrifying. The harsh truth about human nature is we often stay in whatever hard we are in because we can see it. We know it. Staying where we are feels a lot safer than stepping into the dark, where we have no idea what is there or how to get out. There is comfort in seeing and knowing what is happening versus having no idea what to prepare for. Thus, we choose not to move, even if we are miserable. This is how we let fear control our thoughts and actions. Fear is what causes the most pain. It's not actually the betrayal that hurts, but what the betrayal means, or what it will do to you and to your life. It hurts because it yanks you out of where you are and what you know and throws you into darkness full of endless unknowns. It is terrifying and awful. No wonder we often try to hold on to what we thought we had, what we thought was true, because we are trying to find solid ground again. We are trying to get out of the darkness, but pretending that things aren't different or that it doesn't matter or that we are fine are all the ways we reach back and hold on to a fantasy. It's like closing our eyes and wishing or imagining things as they used to be or how you wish they were. But you are still standing in the darkness. Although all of that is understandable, it will not help you find the light and get out. If you want to feel better, if you don't want to be in the darkness, then we cannot allow ourselves to give excuses, blame, or play the victim. That kind of behavior is chosen because of fear, not love. Fear will cause us to compromise ourselves and sacrifice our own value. We disrespect, diminish, and hurt ourselves, but we say it is because of love. It is time to be honest. It's fear. It's because of fear. One of my favorite thoughts is from Jodi Moore. She has a podcast called Better Than Happy. In one of her episodes, particularly episode 160, the title is Empowering Thoughts. She says, love wins. She was talking about if you bring love to a situation, you can't go wrong. I love this thought because I've always felt and believed that. When you show up with love, you will never lose, and you will never be disappointed. However, I want to clarify, it does not mean you will get the outcome you are wanting or hoping for, but rather that you will not be disappointed in who you are. Love wins when you stop letting fear 
take control. This will require action and control of yourself and deciding who you want to be. I am one that I want to be the kind of person that doesn't let bitterness or anger rule my life. That realization helped me to move down a path that led me in that direction. If my actions or behaviors were leading me towards something else, I had to stop it. I have watched so many people become cruel and bitter because of something that happened to them, and I didn't want to do that to myself. However, showing up with love can be so much harder than I thought or realized, and I had a lot to learn. During my betrayal, I listened to that particular episode along with quite a few others from Jody Moore, but that day I made a promise to myself that I was not going to make any decision because I was mad, frustrated, or felt vindictive. Meaning, if and when something happened, because it always did, I was not going to let my reaction make my decisions. I will give you an example. During this time, my ex-husband was deep in his addictions, and his behavior was evidence of that. I was in the process of learning how to recognize and see those behaviors, but boundaries were really hard for me. However, at one point, I finally was able to set a boundary. My boundary was that I wanted all communication stopped between him and his mistress. I thought that was a pretty simple request. He was no longer allowed to talk to her in any form. My boundary became that if that didn't happen... I would continue moving forward with getting a divorce. I explained and discussed the boundary with my ex-husband. He agreed and promised to follow through. But then later, I found out that they were still talking to each other. And of course, I was furious. To me, this seemed like such a small request. The first step to recovery and for him to tell me that he was actually serious about fighting for our marriage. But boundaries are not boundaries without consequences. And this particular consequence was so hard for me because the truth was I didn't want a divorce. Therefore, I would end up caving and allowing him another and then another chance, hoping he would finally step up and do what I wanted. Unfortunately, the communication between him and his mistress persisted. And not only were they still talking with each other, they were still sleeping with each other, too. Once I found out, I was out of my mind with rage. I screamed and I cried in frustration and disappointment. I wanted him to pay. At that moment, I wanted to hurt him. And the first thought I had was I should hire a lawyer and take everything I can. Although a part of me wanted to hurt him, A bigger part of me just wanted to not hurt anymore. And then I remembered my promise to myself of who I wanted to be. I then told myself I had to wait 24 hours before I could do or make any decisions. Then after 24 hours, if I still felt felt like it was the right thing to do, then I would move forward. But if after I had cooled down and given myself 24 hours to think on it, that decision did not align with what or who I wanted to be, then I wouldn't do it. 
It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. It took so much restraint and dedication to teach myself the difference between an action and a reaction. I allowed myself to take whatever action I needed to to take, but I did not allow decisions made from a reaction. Understanding that reactions are made out of emotion and emotions are not reliable. I cannot tell you how many times I wanted to just make him pay or do something awful. I wanted him to suffer in every and any way, but I knew I would not be able to live with myself if I did that or took more than I should or deserved. Although I wasn't perfect and despite my many, many mistakes, at the end of each day, I wanted to be able to look at myself in the mirror and be proud of who I saw. But knowing that you are allowed to make mistakes, that you are allowed to show up imperfectly, and that's okay. I'm only here because ultimately I want you to find healing and joy again. That is what I believe Jody Moore was trying to say. And I want to take it even further by saying love always wins. When you can show up with love and take actions versus reactions, you will always win. No matter what happens next, no matter if everything here on earth is taken from you, you still win because you didn't let it change you. Learning how to take action versus allowing myself to react was not the only hardship I faced. On the flip side, enabling can feel an awful lot like love. Because I was so determined not to let bitterness or anger control me, I often fell into enabling and self-sabotage instead. I thought it was the Christ-like thing to do, to forgive and give my husband another and another chance. It felt like love to let my husband come to the house whenever he wanted with no expectations or boundaries. It felt like love to push my pain aside and kiss or sleep with my husband in my attempt to prove I was worth staying for. It felt like love to set aside my own needs and wants to quote-unquote keep us together. But as I'm sure you can see, and what I learned is that enabling and allowing his destructive and abusive behavior to be tolerated is not love. Hurting myself, hoping that it will help someone else, is not love. Not from me and not from him. I tried to convince myself that self-sacrifice is true love, but the real reason was because I didn't love myself. If I did, I would have never accepted being treated that way. But because I could not love myself fully, I allowed him to hurt and abuse me because he said he loved me. And all I had ever wanted was to be loved. I believed he loved me, and I couldn't give up. But then I heard something that hit me deep in my heart. While going through and working my recovery, I was told that people don't hurt people they love. People hurt people they are using. Meaning, it's not love to abuse and hurt those you claim to love. It's manipulation because they are needing and wanting something from you. I was being used and I thought that was love. 
Abuse is never love. It took me a really long time before I could accept that. I believed he loved me. I I just knew he did. He had to. Otherwise, what am I doing and what am I fighting for? The harsh reality of addictions like pornography and sexual is that they literally strip the ability to love. The addict doesn't even know how to. This does not mean that it is hopeless and that the only course of action is divorce. It simply means that the addict has to learn how to love. And to do that, they have to step into recovery. And recovery means they have to be humble and accountable for their actions. It can happen, but it's not going to happen because you, as the one betrayed, want it to. It only happens when the addict is ready and wanting it. Loving them into loving you will not give you the outcome you are hoping for. The only way out of the darkness is to learn how to love and respect yourself. When you know your worth, you don't accept crumbs anymore. You know you deserve better, and you actually go out and get it. Loving yourself doesn't mean you only care about yourself. Self-love is caring for yourself in the same regard you would anybody else. This was hard for me because it felt selfish. I had been taught that love is giving and not self-serving. I should give all of myself for the one I love, right? Although that thought seems so sweet and wonderful, that is not how it works when dealing with imperfect humans. Because by nature, we are selfish and we will take whatever we can get whenever we can. Even when we are trying our best to be caring and giving, we still are hoping that we will get something in return because of it. I was hoping that if I loved and cared for my husband enough, he would then turn and love and care for me in the same way. All of this makes me think of the book series Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. In the books, the main character, Bella, wants to save her love, Edward. At one point, the only thing she can think to do to save his life was to sacrifice her own. But just as she is about to sacrifice herself, Edward swoops in and stops her and their love only grows stronger. There is something so romantic about offering yourself for the one you love. Unfortunately, that is a fantasy. It's not reality. Sacrificing yourself, hurting yourself, or ignoring your own wants and needs will only rob you of your self-worth. The point we must understand is that to mistreat yourself is not love. It's fear. But that being said, I can't end without giving you a warning or reality of pleading, if you will. To love and care for yourself is different from being selfish. It is easy to overcompensate and feel that we have to put our own needs and wants above everyone and everything else. It is easy to believe that we need to stand up for ourselves and stop thinking about others. But that is not what I or anyone is asking of you. To put it simply, if you wouldn't do or say something to your best friend, then don't say or do it to yourself. Remember that you need to be the friend to that child within you that is pleading to be loved enough. As you begin to work recovery, you will learn how to love yourself completely.
These are only steps and you will get there. Stay strong, my friend. Until next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me here today. So here's the thing. We're coming on Christmas season. Things are busy. Things are crazy. And I'm going to need to take a little bit of a pause and a break, but I promise I'll be back starting in the new year. So hold on. Don't go anywhere. And I'll see you in 2024. Thank you for joining me here today. I just wanted to take a moment to ask if anything you heard or felt today resonated with you or helped you in any way, please take a moment to like, leave a review, or share this with a friend. That way I can grow and reach more people and hopefully reach those that are needing it most. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day.